It is 5 p.m. on Wednesday, March 2nd, and I'm recording the intro to the podcast that was supposed to go out this morning. I say this still counts as meeting deadline. It has been a wild ride of traveling, and when I returned from my last function, I arrived home to find a stomach bug had started making its way slowly but surely through my family. I think I've sat in front of my computer for maybe two hours total in the last six days, but I've always got the best excuses, right? I am so pleased to have Rick Harvey from Biolab on the podcast today. Rick is one busy man. In addition to all the hats he wears these days at Biolab, he is also the chair of the PHTA Wave Young Professionals Network Steering Committee. I'm the vice chair, by the way. I wanted to talk about Wave specifically on the Spa Retailer podcast because most of the participants I see at Wave functions are from the pool side of the industry. And I think the hot tub industry and individual retailers could gain a lot from participating in Wave. So this podcast is our pitch to the hot tub industry and specifically to business owners to open the doors for your young employees to participate in Wave. Hope you enjoy. This is the Spa Retailer Podcast, where we talk retail, business, and all things related to the hot tub industry. I'm your host, Megan Kendrick, owner of Spa Retailer Magazine. Welcome to the Spa Retailer Podcast. Today on the podcast, I have Rick Harvey, the Director of Sales Pro Division at Biolab kick, whatever we're under these days, right? Right, right. <laughs> so, um, and I'm actually sitting in front of him face-to-face. I got to do another face-to-face podcast. You know, I don't get to do these very often. So thanks for letting me come to your office no, and, we're, and see you in person. Happy to have you. It's good to see you. So Rick and I both serve on the WAVE Steering Committee. And so that is what we wanted to talk to you about today is about the PHTA and WAVE and what the group is doing and how people in the hot tub industry specifically can get involved. But before we get into that, we should, I think, do a little introduction on on Rick. So how did you get into into the industry, Rick? Well, I started out in the beverage industry about 10 years ago. And when I... You know, as look was time was changing, right? I was had I had a new daughter on the way, and was looking for some different opportunities. And um, um, a, a position opened up here at BioLab, and I thought I would try it out. And um, you know, wasn't sure this is where I was going to be, but then I fell in love with it pretty quickly, and that's why I've been here almost 12 years actually now. So I mean, people think that the hot tub industry and the pool industry is fun, but I mean, I feel like the beverage industry would probably be a fun industry at times. Sure. I mean, you know, right out of college, working in the beverage industry was, was a lot of fun. It really sure. was. <laughs> then I got married. <laughs> um, and then, you know, with a little one on the way, I, I really wanted to look at something else. Um, you know, something that where my travel was a little more consistent and, and those types of things. I worked on premise a lot. So that wasn't really where I wanted to be with a, with a new baby. So really looking at you know, the, the job at Biolab outside sales is where I started. So I was really looking into doing something like that. Um, 
I never realized, you know, how big our industry was, right? I mean, I no one, I wasn't coming out of college thinking, all right, I want to go in the pool and spa industry. Nobody right? does. Exactly. So for me, it was like, let's, I wanted to find something from a sales perspective because that's what I love to do. I love talking and working with people. And then when this opportunity came in, it didn't take long for me to realize that this is where I kind of want, what I wanted to do. So yeah. I enjoyed it. So this is everybody's favorite question sure. when um, they find out that we are on the wave steering committee. Mm-hmm. I feel like the first question is, is what what is Wave anyway? What it, what does Wave do? What is it what is it all about? So yeah. I'm, I'm gonna let you go ahead and answer well, answer that one. Well, it's it, it's it's funny because you know we've we I think we've adjusted what we think the meaning of Wave is or what we want it to do as as new leaders you know people get involved in the organization, but I think that what we want it to be and what we feel our go forward strategy is is you know just a bringing together like minded young professionals together for networking and education opportunities. And things that can help us, you know, grow further within PHTA and the organization and our industry as a whole. So that's really what our focus is going to be. And for me, that's been a big deal, right? The networking. I mean, obviously, this is how you and I got to right. meet. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of other people over the years. And and being involved as a member of PHTA, specifically Wave, has really kind of solidified me wanting to stay in this industry. And I know many others as well. It's such a great stepping stone, not only into the association, but into the entire industry. Cause I feel like the more that, of course, for my job, I feel like the more that I'm seen and known in the industry is good for my company. But I think that goes the same for no matter what company you work for, the more people know you and see you and see you as part of the industry, the more opportunities that are opened up for you at your own company, or maybe at somewhere new down the road. And so I, I, you know, getting out there is, is tough, I think, for people, you know, and putting sure. yourselves in front of people and being vulnerable and saying, here I am in this group where I know nobody. But the benefits have definitely outweighed the cons for me, for sure. Absolutely. I think, you know, one of the big things is when you, you know, if somebody says, oh, you should you should go to work for a pool company. You think, okay, so I'm going to clean swimming pools, or I'm going to I'm going to clean clean and service spas. That's not just what our industry is. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more involved, whether it's manufacturing, retail, retail focused, or whatever. I think there's a lot more, and I don't think people realize that until they start getting involved and they attend meetings, they come to the you know the different shows around the country. That's when they realize how big we really are and what yeah. other potential opportunities they may have. On the plane ride out here, we're in we're in Georgia. We should have said that. So we're in your offices in, in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Lawrenceville, yeah. Georgia. So on my flight out, I sat next to a guy who does mortgages. But when he found out I worked in the pool and spa industry, he was like, oh, I have a buddy who sells hot tubs. And I'm like, yeah. And he said, he makes a living. And I'm like, I know. (laughs) He's like, I did his mortgage. You make a lot of money selling hot tubs. And I'm like, you really can. And it's something that I don't think people realize or even know that like this is an industry where not only can you have a career, but a career where you can make a a good living and make a six figure salary and have benefits and support your family for, you know, your entire, your entire career. It's just something that, I mean, he was shocked that this was, that that was the case. I think for people who've been in the industry for a while, it's not, you know, shocking, but I think for new people coming into the industry, it's like, no, 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 like you can make a good living here and support your family and, and do pretty much whatever you want and whatever your interests lie. There is a pathway for you here. Absolutely. I think, I think people outside of the industry, you know, like myself before I got in, in the industry, never would have realized what was all involved, Mm -hmm. right? You wouldn't think that all, you know, is, okay, I want to buy a spa. I want to buy a pool. And 
I went to the local person that does that and they're going to sell me whatever they, whatever they sell. You don't realize how many, you know, options you have or any of those types of things until you get involved. So I've, I have a lot of friends that are, they're like, you know, what, what business are you in? And I'm like pool and spa business. So they assume that I sell pools, which I don't, but it's, <laughs> we're on the, obviously on the chemical side, but it's eye opening for a lot of people when they realize that, oh, well you, you, you do that in the, in this, in this industry. Yeah. It's a, it's a big industry. So you can compare it to the auto industry, right. Or any other industry out there. It's, it is quite large and there's definitely different parts of it that people don't realize until they're somewhat involved or invested. Neither of us were around when like the very, very beginning of wave, but do you know much about the history of how it got started and in, sure. for the PHTA or what was the APSB at the time? Yeah, it was APSB at the time. So it was a collaboration effort led by, um, you know, an industry legend, April Nielsen, who right. um, we both, I think know April. Yes. So April, you know, had a vision that we needed to bring young professionals together because quite honestly, the young professionals, the up and coming professionals, are the future of our industry. And if we want to solidify the future of our industry, we need to start attracting the younger professionals, getting them involved, you know, finding education opportunities to further develop them. And that's, I mean, that's really how it got started with, with you know, with networking groups together, hosting events. So that's where, that's how WAVE got started. And then, you know, April's actually the one that recruited me to the group um, initially. And that that's made a big difference, you know, for me and for a lot of other people. And I think now our jobs right is within the steering committee is to try to you know come up with new ways find new opportunities for for young professionals to continue on to develop because they are the future of our industry when the young professionals network was started i think the focus on it at that point was to be mostly a networking exactly it was more networking to start okay um so they would host events at the expo and as well as the Nespa show, mm-hmm. um, we would get folks together, just have an opportunity so people can meet other people. You know, if you're if you're a new young professional and you're going to your first, you know, show, you don't know anyone other than the people you came with, if mm-hmm. you came with anyone. So they wanted an opportunity for those folks to, to get together with other, you know, young professionals and build relationships, which last lifetimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are, there are folks that I met when I first, you know, got into WAVE and I first joined the industry um, that I'm great friends with today. And you can always, you know, fall back on relate to, have conversations with when you're facing different challenges. So it's, it's, um, it's been very helpful. So I think that's how it all started. And I think we've kind of grown from there, right, to focus more on, education opportunities and further advancement and things like that. But I think the networking piece main is, is the, is the one thing that we want to continue. And I think we've done a lot of surveys and the surveys tell us, you know, the young professionals want to network. They want to meet new people. They want to know, you know, how else they can get involved in those types of things. When I joined the steering committee, it was right when the NSPF and the APSB came together. And so it was sort of at this transition period. Yes. Right. And then in addition to that, there was the pandemic. And so I feel like for at least for my time on the steering committee, it's kind of, we've kind of got things going in like fits and starts, you know, we've kind of started things and then it's sort of, you know, life changes and we've kind of had to put things on hold, but I feel like we're at a place right now with the group where there's a lot of excitement and a little bit more stability as far as leadership, not just on the wave steering committee, but just in PHTA, they've had some time to get their feet wet and figure out what they're doing and figure out kind of the vision that they see for wave as well. And so it's, it's kind of exciting because I feel like we're starting to see the, the fruits of that a little bit where some of those ideas that we've had for years and years are starting to kind of come to fruition and we're kind of getting our feet under us and figuring out how we want to move things, move things forward. Well, I think we're very fortunate to have 
the um, you know the the leadership at PHTA now you know with ensuring that we've got you know sponsors and and uh, supporting network right to help grow and develop the uh, the wave steering committee and the overall wave network uh, just just to clarify you know the, the the steering committee is really our the working body right that mm-hmm. develops ideas and planning and things like that um, for the overall wave young professional network those that want to join wave obviously you can serve on the steering committee if you're interested in being more involved, but otherwise you're a member to, to network and to find new opportunities and things like that. So I think there's many opportunities for people that want to get involved, whether you want to do it at our level with the steering committee or, or not, but there's definitely things that you could participate in and we want to get as many people involved as, as we possibly can. I think in our industry, it's made of a lot of entrepreneurs and people who are used to steering the ship and sure. used to give me a job and I'll do it. You know, I think that's kind of, we kind of have that bootstrap mentality in our industry. Right. Right. And so it's kind of interesting being in wave where it's like, oh, wait, I can come up with the ideas and then I'm not the one who actually has to do all of the work. (laughs) I can come up. We come up kind of come up with the ideas and then we suggest them to PHTA and they say, yeah, we can make that happen or we'll have to wait on this one or, you know. So I, I think when it comes to, you know, it's actually a steering committee, it's not really. So I think people get involved thinking that they're going to have a new job to do. Right. And it's like not quite that way. Really, it's about helping PHGA know what young professionals want and need and providing them with some some direction and clarity and occasionally voices on a podcast. <laughs> exactly. And that's that's been very welcoming, right? Is, you know, I've served as the chair the past couple years. Mm-hmm. And you know, with the new leadership at PHTA, they have brought a lot of that for us. So we can come up with great ideas. They will hit the ground and make sure that they can make it happen for us. And mm-hmm. so it's been it's it's been a nice change um, in focus. Now, of course, dealing with with everything in the last couple of years with COVID and whatnot has kind of slowed things down a little bit. Right. Um, however, I think we're in the right position now moving forward to get more people involved and, and find the right opportunities for growth. So this is the Spa Retailer Podcast. I think most of our listeners are honestly going to be probably not in the age group of the Wave Young Professionals Network, right? So these are going to be the people who own the companies and the bosses of the people who should be involved in Wave. And something I think we've realized the longer that we've been on the steering committee is that one of the barriers to get more people involved in Wave is really their boss, right? Because they need that person to champion them and say yes, I want you to spend your time or I want to help pay for you to go to this event. Why do you think it's important for for the kind of the, the top level people who are above the wave age to encourage other people, their coworkers and their employees to get involved? Look, I think, I, I mean, I know it's a ch- it's challenging to want to invest, to send people to shows and those types of things, but that's where um, your employees are going to develop and grow. So networking is important. Taking advantage of the different education opportunities is also very important because they're all going to bring that back to your businesses, right, um, and help develop. It's one of the challenging things for business owners today is is developing and training their people, being able to spend enough time to develop them. You're not necessarily in, in, in our market today. It's hard to find hire people directly with all the with all the knowledge and experience that to do the job. So instead, you're hiring someone that maybe it's a young professional, for example, who's coming in and you've got to train them right from the bottom up. So being involved as a member of PHTA and taking advantage of the education there um, will help develop them. And listen, as the further developed and more experience that they gather, the more likely they are to want to stick in the industry. And you're going to likely have those individuals around a lot longer than just for one summer, right? I don't think I realized how 
much it means to people when they feel like they're recognized in that way. Like my boss sees enough value in me to spend the money for me to go do something that is maybe just good for me, you know, like to go hang out with this other group of young professionals that they, that my boss sees the value in me to spend the money for me to go do this thing so I can learn and grow as a human and as a person and, and in my career. And, you know, sometimes that does mean that they'll move on to something else. But I think that brings a loyalty mm-hmm. from the employee that you don't maybe otherwise see. And it's hard to hire people. It's hard to keep people. It's everyone's biggest pain point right now is is finding workers, training them, keeping them. And I think this goes a long way to endear yourself to them and for them to to feel valued by you in a way that you know, just maybe going out for lunch every couple of weeks doesn't do. Well, I, I mean, I would strongly encourage our business owners, you know, in the industry to, you know, use this as a recruiting tool, right? It's not just about hiring an individual for, you know, to, to work in their, their store for so many hours a week. It's, it's, you know, it's really about if you come on, we invest in our people, right? Um, we want to help you grow. And in turn, it's going to, it's going to help the business itself. But, you know, by letting them know up front that part of this is, you know, the education opportunities you're going to have, you're going to get a chance to meet a lot of great people. You know, we want to, you know, you're going to attend a couple shows a year, you know, those types of things makes you feel more comfortable and it may help recruit. If that's what someone that's a young professional is looking for, then that's what they're going to want to do. I mean, and you would more likely to, it's not always going to right away start at, okay, how much are you going to pay me? right? It's because it's a part of the total package is further development and opportunity. You and I have been going to these trade shows for, for many years, yeah. <laughs> you know, to us, it's not like an exciting new thing, but even on my own team, I brought some people to trade shows for the first time in the last couple of years. And I was surprised at how excited they were about it, mm-hmm. which sounds, I mean, you yeah. know, you know how that sounds like we all sure. want to, we all want the trade shows to be successful and we go there for a reason. But you could, they kind of get to be a slog after you've gone to like 15, right? Right. You can only stand on the floor so many hours. Uh, right. right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But for someone who has never been there and has never experienced our industry from that perspective, they just found it incredibly exciting. Yep. And it just gave them a whole new energy and a whole new perspective on on the industry as a whole that I I didn't realize was something that I would get out of it as the employer is like, Oh, they're a lot more invested, not just in our company, but in the industry as a whole, they have a better understanding of what goes on and what companies do. And I was like, man, I should have done this earlier. Sure. Yeah. We, we find, I mean, I always love taking, you know, new, our new reps and things like that to the shows because they come back with a different understanding of the industry one mm-hmm. um and two they come back with so much excitement right wow like this is what we need to do next time or this is what we should do um and that's that's what you want you want to build that excitement um for our industry so people want to stick around so i enjoy i enjoy it for sure well you know there's a lot of talk about bringing young people into the pool and spa industry again hiring real tough all those things why do you think that programs like wave can help promote that? Or why, why do you think that having programs like this within an industry can help um, attract kind of the new generation of worker? Does that make sense? Sure. So again, I think it's about networking and, and, and further education opportunity for growth, right? But I think it's just as much as it's important to get new young professionals to join our industry, it's also important to keep them there, right? And I think they're all tied, it's all tied together, right? More opportunities, you know, being a part as a member of PHTA and WAVE opens many doors for you, right? Because then you find out that there are other things. Maybe you started out doing service on a spa or, you know, on a pool, but you've, 
you've found out that you know what I can I can grow further. Maybe it, maybe you're interested in in buying a business, right? Or continuing continuing to grow because that's what we need as well, right? As as we have different generations um, looking to retire and enjoy their the fruits of their labor, you know, we don't want them to close their doors, right? We want new people to come in, and in a lot of cases, I know with a lot of our customers, we have you know employees that step up and they choose to take over the business, and that's mm-hmm. what we want. And we don't want store we don't want to see doors closed. We want to see more doors open. The PHTA, I feel like, is doing a lot of things right now to kind of help help with labor issues and with new programs and things to get the pool and spa industry out in front of people. They've got their apprenticeship program that was started recently, which mm-hmm. is helping with that. Um, they've got a new mentorship program that they're getting off the ground. Uh, Sabina, the CEO of the PHTA, she came from the landscaping where they had a really successful young professionals network. So she kind of has that background. So I think I think there's a lot of good going on in the PHTA as far as trying to address this issue and trying to make the pool and hot tub industry look really appealing to people who never would have thought of it as a career. So there's, there's a lot going on that kind of ties into some of the things that WAVE is doing and promoting as well. Absolutely. Sabina and her team of, of you know have come from backgrounds where you know young professional networks were very good right and so they brought a lot of that experience with them which has been eye-opening for for some of us that have been involved for a couple of years um and it, it's it's been a welcoming you know obviously a welcoming thing and they also do a very nice job at, with a lot of different committees within pHTA that studies every aspect right what do people want surveying surveying members of our, our industry where you know where do we need where are the pain points how do we impact those things whether it's you know focusing on legislation from different parts of the country with the, with the issues that we're facing so doing all of those things I think just I mean helps people feel a little more comfortable with what they're going to do so right now, most of our events are centered around the shows, which, you know, it's an easy place to bring people together because we're already, a lot of us are already there. But there are some local chapters that have started their own local wave groups where they bring together local young professionals, which I think is something we'd like to see grow and continue as there's as there's more interest. And we've talked about doing some more of those things kind of across across the country and trying to make it so it's not as big of a deal to have to like take all your people to Vegas sure. or maybe it's you know they're going a couple couple towns over yeah so I think it's always been the objective for the steering committee to almost develop a program in a box approach right where we can help the um, the local chapters of PHTA start their own wave group right local wave groups and we would support that right with with programs and opportunities but we know we've got some really great chapter PHTA chapters across the country that have wave groups that are very active going in the Midwest one in Texas for sure one here and right here in Atlanta is one of the very active um, groups and so that's helping draw interest from from people more locally that may not get the opportunity to go to the national show or NESPA or any of the other shows around the country. So I think our goal ultimately would be to get the the chapters to, to set up their own wave groups. And then, you know, we can support them from a national level, um, but then they can be involved in their local markets and, and really kind of promoting getting involved in, in, in their communities and volunteer work and all those types of things, because I think that builds what people enjoy. And if we can get more people involved, that's how we're truly going to grow this group and not just targeting in certain areas. And that has been, you know, at the behest of local members, right? Absolutely. That's been a boss or that's been a young professional who said, hey, I want this in my area. Let's make it happen. And so I think that's something that we want to encourage people to do. It's not, how do I how do I join WAVE? And then what do, what do I do with it? I mean, if you want to see this grow in your area, you, you, the opportunity is there for you to as a member of PHTA to get your own wave group started and to work again under the, the PHTA banner to, to make that happen. It's, 
you know, if you've got that desire, I think that you've got a bunch of people who would be very happy to help you get that off the ground and get it going. Yeah, we're, we're very fortunate um, to have a steering, you know, the members of our steering committee that are spread out throughout the country. So it gives us a unique opportunity to attend an event if uh, a local chapter is having an event. And if you have a, if you're involved in your local uh, PHTA chapter, don't hesitate to, you know, reach out to those members and say, listen, I want to know more about WAVE. How do we get WAVE involved here? Um, and then they can contact us and we'd be more than happy to help, you know, establish, you know, that in your, for your local chapter. So let me ask you, so you, you work at Biolab, mm-hmm. you serve on the steering committee. Mm-hmm. So obviously you have some buy-in from Biolab, letting you spend your time and energy sure. doing this. How, I mean, how did that happen for you? Well, I think it really, it's, it started with, um, April. <laughs> with, well, with, with, well, April, you know, approached me about being involved, but you know, I've, I'm very fortunate to, um, you know, work for a company who understands the value of developing, um, their young professionals. And so, you know, they were gun from the get-go that this yes you should be involved in this and they've been very supportive you know throughout to the point of you know encouraging others you know so I'm like I'm like a recruiter within my own company for new folks to come on and getting them involved you know it's one of the first things I do is listen make sure you go to our Facebook page young professionals talk about young professionals sign up let's be involved because ultimately you know there will come a time where I may, I'll be moving on and I want to move. Yeah. We haven't, that. we haven't mentioned that you aged out of wave like a couple of years ago. No, 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 I'm sorry. Just one year just, ago. Just, just last year. Um, I hit the 40 mark, but, um, I was told, but due to COVID that I got, uh, an exception. Yeah. So, that do, that exception. year doesn't count. So that's, it's <laughs> so fine. Technically I'm still 39. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> COVID years. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that's great. And I think that's, that's the thing. Like we're kind of the, the, the wave advocates and the recruiters and trying to bring as many people from within the industry and from outside the industry into, into our little, our little sphere. Exactly. To finish this up, I'd love to talk to you about what you think makes the pool and hot tub industry a great industry to work in. You know, if you're like just out of college or maybe taking a gap year and not really sure what you want to do, why, why is this an industry where you might want to land? If, if you're someone who wants to meet people and network, right? I mean, I think that for me, it was the pool and hot tub industry has been that, you know, I wanted to meet people. I'm a, I'm a sales guy at heart, right? So, you know, talking to people is, is what I like to do. Not everyone's going to be into that, maybe. But, you know, it, it's there's unlimited possibilities of what you can do with your career in this industry. You know, you, you if, if you're an accountant, you're going to be an accountant, right? That's what you do. In the pool and spy industry, you can do a lot of different things. You can specialize in many, many different things. You could be an accountant in the pool and spy industry. You can industry. be an accountant in the <laughs> pool and spy industry. That's right. So, you know, there's, there's unlimited possibilities. And I think that's exciting to me um, when you go into an industry is you don't always have to do the same thing for the rest of your life. I can promise you there's, there's new things every single day that challenges you and um, it's, it will excite you as well um, that you may not get in every industry. And I think you get that in the pool and spa industry. That's something that I love about my job is that I get to talk to people from all aspects of the industry. And there's so many times where I'm like, that is a job. And I'm like, that would be a really cool job. <laughs> well, I will tell you some of the best parts about being involved in, in, in wave and meeting so many people is for, for personal development, even in my own job here, um, has opened a lot of doors, right? I mean, having the opportunity to, to go out and service a, a pool or spa, right? That 
I don't necessarily would do in my day to day, but I go out of my way to make sure I do it because I've made relationships. So if I'm in an area, I reach out, Hey, I met this person. I'm going to reach out, you know, grab lunch or dinner with them, you know, go out with them on a route mm -hmm. or, or, or whatever. And, and to kind of truly understand the inside of our industry is extremely beneficial that you may not get if you were working, you know, in an office every single day. I think it's really cool. I love this industry. Obviously, I think I'm here for life. It sounds like you might be too. Yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> um, so I wasn't going to make you do this, but I think I'm going to anyway. Oh um, so we always end our podcast with the Spa Retailer 5. We ask everyone the same five questions at the end of each each episode. So I didn't give this to you ahead of time to prepare. So you're just going to be oh completely, wing it. completely <laughs> off the cuff. <laughs> okay. So what was your first real job? My first real job. Yeah, these are going to be all about all about you. My first real job. Yeah. Was for a it was it was actually for a beverage company, believe it or not, before I was, well, when I first started college. Okay. And I did, um, worked with Red Bull Energy Drink at the time. So, um, Were you driving like the Red Bull no, car I, around? No, I, 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 like... I worked with those people okay. that drove the cars. I never got a car myself, <laughs> uh, but I worked with them and then we would basically host parties. So yeah. that was my, that was my introduction into sales and beverage. Yeah, that sounds, I mean, that's a, we called them the musketeers, the, the girls that drove the cars, but <laughs> so do you remember what your very first sale was in the pool and hot tub industry? Ooh, my first sale. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, normally I'm asking this to pots for retailers. So they're like, oh yeah, I sold it to this couple and I sold them this model. And you know, so what do you, do you remember what that would be for you? Wow. That's a, that's a really good question. Really. Uh, Does it all run together now? Well, I mean, obviously I've got a lot of great relationships. I can tell you the very first, you know, retailer that, that I went into when I first started, um, was, is, it was a retailer, uh, by the name of Goodall Pool and Spa sure. in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, which have, you know, it's interesting. They were my first one to go into because they've, you know, the owners have become lifelong friends of mine. So, so it's, um, I remember that very well walking into that store is a green as they get, you know, rep at the time, um, that didn't know anything. And, and, and honestly, I give them a lot of credit because they've, they've really helped develop me early on. And, you know, I was in there testing water, you know, I, I was, you know, doing whatever just to kind of absorb as much as I possibly could. And that's another benefit of our industry, right? Because they, we, some people joke, you know, even with our, our sales reps, when we hire them today, you know, when you talk to our, our retailers out there, they're like, oh, great, another one I got to train, right? So, because, but they do, they play a key role in it. Um, and, and everybody so true. With, with, with the new employees. So, yeah, that's, that would be, that would have been my first true sale. Visit. I've heard that before too about when when someone gets a new rep is that they have to they have to train them. <laughs> it's intimidating at first, right? Yeah. Because they have an expectation, right? Or especially if you followed, you know, the the previous person that had your job had a great relationship and they mm -hmm. loved them and they did everything, and then you're going in there thinking, okay, I'm the new guy, I got to fill these shoes. How's this going to work? You know, and um, but they but I've been very fortunate. The other nice thing about our industry is people are very welcoming, right? So you know they. Yes. They, they kind of fold you right into the mix and part of the, and you really truly do feel part of a family in this industry, which is very unique. I'm probably, I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before, but you know who my first sale was after I bought the company? Hmm. So it was uh, an NC Brands ad uh, purchased by Jamie Novak. That oh, was my very first solo sale. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, you know, NC Brands, Biolab, Kick Brand, and Jamie worked with them for, for a long time. And so, yeah, that was my, that was my very first sale. 
Well, happy <laughs> we did it. That was good. So the next part, it's kind of a two-parter. I ask people, what is your biggest flop? And then what is your biggest success? So this is a oh tough boy. one. This so, is like an interview. I know. True interview. Yeah, this is, this, is, <laughs> this is the hard one because, I mean, depending on what you've done, um, it can be easy or difficult to pull these memories out of thin air. Yeah. But I've had people talk about products that they tried to bring in that, that didn't work out or marketing ideas that they did that flopped. Um, so, you know, it's kind of run the, run the gamut of things mm. that didn't work out. I mean, you could go back to your Red Bull party days. As yeah, well, some... <laughs> we, probably, we probably shouldn't go back there. Um, so I guess we'll start with the, uh, I think the biggest flop, which is very interesting, right? Everybody always kind of wonders about those. And the reality is there's always to get to, to grow, you've got to, you're going to have some flops, right? That you have to do. So well, this was, that's why I love asking this question because the yeah. answers you get sometimes are so interesting about the things that people tried um, and didn't work. And sometimes they could try them today and they would work. You know, it's sure. just, it's so interesting how, you know, timing and everything plays a huge role in whether or not something happens. Uh, I guess for me, um, I think when you think, when I think of a flop, I think about, you know, I won't go specific on products necessarily, but I think more about the people that I, that we work with and, and the, the plans of, you know, execution and how we're going to put things, pull things out sometimes just doesn't work out. Right. Yes. And, and that's, that's probably for me, you know, as a, and I'll say as a new manager, um, when I first, you know, we got into management here, you know, trying to think that, Oh, you know what, you're coming in, you've got all these great ideas and you throw them out there and, everyone's like, they want to, they want to be nice and they want to mm -hmm. give you the, the benefit of the doubt that, okay, we'll try that, but it doesn't always work. And then you fall flat. And fortunately, you know, you're, I'm surrounded by a great group of folks here at Biolab and they, they will just kind of foster that and help you develop a little bit more. But I mean, we've tried plans of, you know, changing up the structure from a sales team perspective, thinking this is going to be the best way to do it. And it only takes six months to realize we got to go back and try something different. Right. So that, that's probably some of the biggest flops sure. that, that I've experienced yeah. that I've been involved in. But I've also say that, you know, when it comes to, you know, successes, um, is, you know, the ability to manage, you know, people at, from different experience levels, right. Has been, has been a big deal. When I first became a manager here, you know, I had several team members that have a lot more experience than I do. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was, there was a point where I was managing upwards of 17 people. So in the field and, at first, I thought this is going to be tough, right? Yeah. So I wasn't sure how people were going to take it. Fortunately for me, I'm I'm a very social person, so I you know I I went out and I made a point to try to find things that we could connect on right away, um, and it helped build a lot of trust sure. um, with the groups. And I'm very fortunate to have some, uh, in my opinion, some of the best uh, uh, reps in the industry that work for us here at Bylab. So are you ready for the last one? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So do you have a favorite book or television show, movie, podcast? Do you have, do you have a favorite that you, that you go to or something that you've really been enjoying even just lately? Oh boy. We try to end a little light. Sure. 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 <laughs> um, well, you know, I'm kind of a, I'm a little bit of a motivational, you know, thinker. And I, anybody that would, you know, follows me, follows me on social media knows that I'm a motivational speech. Are you, are you guy. a self-help junkie? I'm a quote, I'm a quote <laughs> guy. So, 
Um, and sometimes it gets me in trouble, right? Because people are thinking, okay, is there something going on we should know about even here, right? So, and that's not the case at all, but I enjoy that stuff. And I have yeah. a lot of people that reach out and say, like, oh, I love following you and, and the quotes that you post. But that's mm -hmm. just, one, it's my way of, like, I like a quote, right? And so I post it, and then other people. And then if you don't post for a while, people are like, oh, you haven't seen you post anything in a while. So, you know, so, um, you know, I'm not to the level of where, you know, that's, um, I've got a million followers by any means, but I enjoy doing that kind of stuff. So yeah. for me, I'm all about those types of movies. So you think about movies like Remember the Titans and, mm -hmm. you know, stuff that kind of fires you up ready to go because yeah. that's what we need, we do in our business, right? To get your team ready to go, yeah. you got to give them the rah-rah speech. Yeah. So you're like the head coach type mentality. So I'm a big fan of, of those types of, those types of movies and, yeah. and those types of books, right? Do you have a favorite rah-rah speech? Are you like... Uh, I'm not ready to give a speech today. <laughs> but, but you know they're there for me it's just about you know motivating people like that's what I love that's the best part mm -hmm. about my job even in challenging times you've got to, everybody needs to be motivated now and again I'm sure you know I'm sure you're the same way and many many of your listeners are there are days where you have to get up and you have to look at yourself in the mirror and you got to give yourself the motivation to get through the sure. day right whether the challenge you know you got to face a challenge you can do this right? yeah and I'm not saying I get up every morning and look in the mirror and say, okay, you can do this today. Cause that sounds really bad. I mean, but, I do, but that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but I just, that, that's the kind of, that's the kind of movies and, uh, you know, the, the shows that I watch, I, I do, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with, uh, with, uh, Grant Cardone and the 10 X. So I've really gotten into that. Um, and the way that he looks at things and, you know, you shouldn't just set your goal at this level. You should, you should, if this is your goal, you should 10 times that goal, because then if you get, you know, well past your goal, maybe not to the 10 times, but you're going to, um, you're going to far exceed what your expectations were. And that's mm -hmm. where you should always set your, set your standard. And I, yeah. I, I try to live through that mentality in, in, in my life and in my work here. And also I'm sure in your, um, second career as a girls softball coach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. And the, and you know, the girls do it, but it's a nice break. So we enjoy, yeah. we enjoy coaching for sure. My wife and I both coach. Yeah, I was going to say, if you, if you follow Rick on social media, that's what you'll get. You'll get quotes and, uh, and softball, softball updates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That's exactly what you'll find. Well, thank you for being on the podcast today. I appreciate it. Thank you for working with me on the way steering committee. It's been a, it's been a pleasure and, um, you know, everyone stay tuned for what wave has in stores. We've got, I think a lot of fun things coming up. Excellent. And if you're interested in uh, being a part of wave, please make sure you join our Facebook page for updates. Um, or you can, you can uh, sign up if you want to be more involved and join the steering committee by going to the uh, pHTA.org volunteer and look for wave young professionals. So Megan, thank you very much for your time and having me on today. Thank you. Spa Retailer Podcast is a production of Spa Retailer Magazine. Let us know what you think by leaving a review or emailing us at podcast at spa Thanks for listening.